Hello, my friends. So this week, I wanted to talk a little bit about our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, and how those kind of relate together. And I'm going to explain it through the use of the model, which is a tool that I learned through the Life Coach School. It was invented or put out in the world by originally by Brooke Castillo. Um, and I found this to be one of the most powerful and effective tools for taking control of my own life and my own experience, as well as how I want to think about past experiences. So the basic elements of the model is that we have a circumstance circumstance would be a cold hard fact of the world like the sky is blue i ate pineapple for breakfast something that is completely factual can be proven in a court of law there's no opinion there's no like extra fluff added and so a circumstance occurs in the world and then that circumstance is perceived and interpreted by a human brain and that human brain has a thought about that circumstance and that thought that occurs in that human brain causes a vibration in our body that we experience as a feeling or an emotion and that emotion then drives our actions or inactions which create the results in our lives and many people incorrectly attribute the circumstances in their lives as the cause of their feelings. But the circumstance itself doesn't cause our feelings. It is our thoughts about that circumstance that actually causes the feelings. This is why I can sit at my computer and read a poem about a dog dying and I can feel sad and cry my eyes out. I'm feeling sad and crying because I'm reading a poem about the dog dying and thinking about my dog dying. So the circumstance is the words of the poem. My thought is about my dog dying and my feeling is sad and my action is crying. But my dog has not actually died. In fact, no dog has died. It is my thinking about dying dogs that has me feeling sad and crying and not the actual circumstance of a dead dog. So if we were to break that example out into the model and the way it would fit in there, the circumstance would be the words of the poem, the words I am reading. And then my thought would be thinking about someday my dog is going to die and my feeling would be sad and my action would be crying but the words in the poem are just words until i make it mean something till i think about someday my dog is going to die and that's what makes me sad it's not the actual words of the poem it's my thinking about my dog dying that causes the sadness or you could have your father pass away and you would not feel sad until you were made aware of this. The actual act of him passing does not make you feel sad. 
right? He does not pass away and suddenly out of nowhere you're hit with this sadness. Until you are made aware of the fact that he has passed and have a thought about it, you're not sad. It is when you become aware of it and have a thought about it that it would make you sad. And we can also know that it is not the circumstance that causes our feelings because each circumstance causes different feelings in different people because they have different thoughts about those circumstances. And this is how everyone's experience can vary so widely, even when they go through the exact same event. Right? Have you ever uh, talked to a sibling about an event when you were growing up and you both were going through the same experience, but the way you interpreted it and the way you processed it, the way you felt about it, thought about it, all of that was so different. So even though the actual event was the same, your experience of it is so different. And going back to the father example, one person's father could pass away and they could think things like they are going to miss him so much and they wish they had more time and they would feel devastated. And another piece, person could think good riddance and feel happy or even relieved. The circumstance is not what causes the feeling. Otherwise, every circumstance would cause the same feeling in everyone. But it doesn't. Every person interprets things differently and feels differently about different things. So if you've been feeling like shit, that is a really good cue to slow down and pay attention to what is going through your head. What has been running through your mind to contribute to the way you have been feeling? And this is something I do with myself all the time. So I'm very prone to anxiety. So I'll be feeling anxious and I won't really know why, but I'll have to like slow myself down and be like, okay, I notice I'm feeling anxious. Why? Why am I anxious? And then kind of go back to what has been, you know, cycling in my mind, in the back of my mind and bringing that to more conscious awareness so that I can process that and deal with it and examine those thoughts that are contributing to this feeling and deciding on purpose, do I want to keep having those thoughts or not? This then gives me the opportunity to think different thoughts. I can then take control over what's going through my mind and that's not to say that you won't ever have random thoughts or have intrusive thoughts or other thoughts that pop in your head but you do get a say in like how much airtime they get you do get to deliberately think things and I try to do that as much as possible be very deliberate in my thinking and this is a very powerful way to take control of your own experience and the way you're experiencing life and one thing I do want to address that was never addressed when I was originally learning this this tool. Like I immediately recognized the truth and the power behind this model of the world, but I also felt sort of confused as to how abuse fits into this model. Because my ex's abuse would have been a circumstance for me, right? But it didn't feel like this circumstance was neutral and like the effects of emotional abuse and what emotional abuse is is well documented like it's backed up by research and psychology so i was really um confused as to how this sort of fits in with this model and it wasn't really 
addressed by anyone who is teaching it, but through my own kind of introspection and application, I've been able to see where it fits in and how to make kind of almost make sense of everything that happened through the model. And I'm going to show you how um, I went through that as well. So I actually think that the, the model is such a great tool or such great news for anyone who's been abused in any way. And I think that because number one, it shows you that it was not your fault. You were only ever a completely neutral circumstance in the other person's model. Their actions were driven by the way they felt and the way they thought, and that is on them. You could never have caused them to think and feel anything. You were always a neutral circumstance in their model. And so I think that that provides such a great relief because I know that for me at least, I had a lot of self-blame. Like I thought it must be something about me or something I did, I didn't do right. Like I took responsibility for his actions when it was never me. It was never my responsibility. I was never the cause. I was just there. And so I think this does provide that relief where you can see, oh yeah, it was their thoughts and their feelings. It wasn't me. I did not cause this. It was not my fault. And the second thing that I think is really powerful about the model is it does show you where your responsibility is. So when I was examining the model and examining my own abuse, um, I found that it showed me why I stayed. I could see that his abusive actions were my circumstance, but it is how I thought about those actions that made me stay. Right? I was blaming myself for them. I thought I had to have a very good reason to leave. And I thought the reasons I did have were not good enough. I didn't think I could just leave. I didn't think I could make it on my own. I thought I deserved it. And all of these thoughts contributed to the way I felt and were the reason that I stayed in that relationship for that long. And they were the reason I made excuses for him and justified it. And seeing that was powerful for me because it let me take control. It let me understand why I played the role that I did. It let me understand why I stayed because I, after I left, I had so much blame and anger at myself for staying. And this allowed me to see, oh, of course I stayed. Look at how I was thinking. Look at what I believed. Of course I stayed. And I was able to reach a level of compassion for that version of myself that believed those things that had not been accessible to me. And I really think that that contributed a lot to my healing was when I was able to access that compassion for the me that believed those things. And I was able to forgive myself in a sense where before I had been placing so much blame and hatred on myself for staying. I could now see that 
why I did it and I could understand it and have that compassion and ultimately forgive myself and let it go. And a lot of people don't like to to hear this because they think it is victim blaming. And I don't think it's victim blaming at all. Cuz like I said in the beginning, we like you were always a neutral circumstance in their model. You didn't cause the abuse. But to pretend that staying isn't a choice is not doing anyone any favors. It is a choice. Like I didn't just spontaneously leave. I chose to leave and I also chose to stay. And to tell myself otherwise would be incredibly disempowering. And that disempowerment, I don't believe, benefits actual abuse victims. Think about it. If you were to end up in an abusive relationship and there was nothing you could do about it, that would be terrifying. Believing that if you're in a bad relationship and you don't have a choice whether to get out of it or not, that's terrifying. Like to think that that is just random chance, that is so disempowering. It takes all of your control or power away. Like that would be, to me, that's absolutely terrifying. The idea that you would have no, no say, no control. Recognizing where your power is, where your choices are, and taking ownership of that is exactly why I no longer worry about ever ending up in an abusive relationship again because I understand this model I know I can control and take and have control of that model and I know that I can examine my thinking and and that I won't ever be stuck because I can examine the thoughts and I can choose my thoughts I want to have on purpose like I can see the results that are happening in my life and I can trace them back to what I'm thinking and that allows me to diagnose and to redirect and to take control and I think that is so much more empowering it gives you hope that you're not just doomed to end up in these circumstances at random it lets you take control you get the peace knowing that if I like can see my own mind and see what contributed to me staying then you know that you don't have to end up like that again so like the version of me that believed I didn't deserve better that I deserved the way I was being treated of course she stayed but the version of me now if I were to be treated the exact same way I would be like fuck this shit I'm out and that the circumstance would be the same, but it's my thinking now that is different. I've taken control of my thoughts in that way so that I know I won't end up in that situation again. And this is something I teach my clients in depth to show them how everything in their life, where they're thinking is contributing to it and how they can affect changes in their lives and it's become really powerful and empowering and allows people to make changes and to take control of their lives in ways they had not previously been 
And so I would encourage you, if there's any feeling or result or action that you're taking in your life, break down what's going on into the model and see how it's being driven, what thoughts are driving this. And that'll let you know where you can affect change and take control of this aspect of your life. All right, and that's what I have for you this week, my friends. Be well and take care. Pay attention to those thoughts.